What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back on my podcast of Vitamin Sports. We take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day, man. How y'all feeling this morning, man? I know I'm feeling great, man. You know, woke up this morning, Ray dropped some knowledge and understanding of the game. Now, football season coming up, and I'm very excited. I'm very excited. But there's a lot of stuff going on right now. It's a lot. I want to talk about the running back situation. I talked about this before, how, you know, a lot of the teams in the NFL are devaluing the running back position, but a lot of people got to understand. The NFL is changing. It's gravitating towards high scoring and high power offense. Throw, 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 throw. That's why you see a lot of teams, the way they're drafting is differently. The way they draft their running backs is differently. A lot of the running backs that can catch the football, that can run downhill, are drafted higher than the you know bell cow running backs. And it's not their fault because we got a lot of running backs that can, you know, that's on the field all the time. But the way the NFL is setting up, they are being devalued, being pushed back into like later rounds and they should be like, you know, top 10 picks. And you see that. Look at Dallas offense. They had Ezekiel Elliott. Then they got Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is on the field more than Zeke. Yes, Zeke is, you know, slowing down. But Zeke is still effective. But the only reason why Tony Pollard is on the field is because, for one, he's good in the run game. He has electrifying speed. And he has good hands. And you saw that last season, minus, you know, him breaking his ankle. And then they got a new running back who can do, if not the same thing, who's can be compared to Darren Sproles. Even better, look at Christian McCaffrey. A running back that could do it all. Run, block, catch. Very effective. It's like all these new running backs are a combination of Marcus Allen. And I say that to say because Marcus Allen got it done on all three phases. He can block you. He can run the ball between the tackles on the outside. And he had hands. And that's why I think the NFL is going into nowadays because we're seeing all these running backs connect with each other and saying, you know what, I don't think they treat me right. I think they're not trying to give me the money because of the direction the running back position is going into. Also, running backs take the most punishment out of any position other than offensive line. You got to get the ball run between tackles, getting hit, getting poked in the eye, getting hit in the leg, getting hit in the arm, hit in the back of the head. That takes a lot out of you. Your knees. You got to push through piles. That takes a lot of work on your knees, your ankles, your ACL, your MCL, your Achilles, all that. Your back, your arms, your shoulders, everything. It's not easy doing running back. And you got to take on full collisions with blocking in the passing game. You got to pick up outside linebackers, middle linebackers when they blitz. You got to pick up. You know, if the offensive line is slacking, you got to pick up a defensive lineman, a 300-pound defensive lineman. That takes a lot of work and brutal pain on your knees. And then, I don't know, a lot of running backs don't last long because they're not built like how 
running backs were built back then. Even though we got some anomalies out there like a Dark Henry and a Saquon Barkley, those guys is built different. But I feel like it's an end because, look, Jonathan Taylor asked for a trade. The coach GM said, no way, no how. And it's like, a guy that was at the top of his game asked him to be traded because he know when his time comes up for the contract, they're going to shortchange him. But I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know, you want some money. But you asking for a trade, you think you're going to get traded to a contender? Or you just want the money? Like Jonathan Taylor, you was a top leading rusher. You know, you went to the Pro Bowl a couple times. You know, your team is trying to build up to the playoffs because they got all this money invested on this team and they got a lot of talent that they try to move forward with. And you ask them for a trade. And I get it. You know, you want your money. But a lot of people don't understand that money going to come. It's going to come. You just can't overplay your hand. And that's the issue that Saquon Barkley ran into. Granted, he earned he earned a contract. He earned money. Because without him, I don't see the Giants going that far. And that's been proven. Since he's been healthy, the Giants, like this year, fully healthy this year, they went far. Top 10 leading rusher. Was effective in the passing game. Damn near was the whole offense this season. You know, took the pressure off of Daniel Jones' back and made life easy for him. And then it showed that, you know, Daniel Jones can be effective. That's why they went out to go get Darren Waller. We want him to be more effective. But then I say this. Uh, Saquon Barkley deserved money because there were seasons where he didn't have an offensive line. And every time he got the ball to him, he got hit 15, 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage and still broke it up for a 100-yard run. That's not special out there. There's not too many running backs that can do what Saquon Barkley has done for the Giants with no offensive line. Those are the special ones. Not to mention, he's coming off a lower leg injury, which a lot of GMs do not like for the running back position because then that starts to slow down that speed, quickness, and of looseness. So it's a lot playing a part. And then sometimes, you know, people can get greedy and overplay their hand. And I felt as though, so they didn't come to an understanding. So he took a one-year deal. Let's be honest, Saquon Barkley is the Giants offense. Even though they got Darren Waller, who's also injury-prone too. But he can be very effective when he's healthy. So they got a possibility team. Meaning... That when they're healthy, they can go far. They got a phenomenal defense, you know, that ain't nothing to sleep on. Offensive line is getting there. You know, receivers are stepping up, trying to, you know, do something because the receivers that they got, they spent money on, especially Kenny Godley. We ain't seen him showing up yet. But it's not easy. Playing running back. 
And a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of teams judge running back based on their production. Have they been injured? And how long can they keep this up? That's how I feel when they do uh, running backs. It's a position. Once you get past five years nowadays, it's amazing. Because a lot of running backs start to fall off in year five. You get to year eight, you're extraordinary. You made it. Now there becomes a question, are you Hall of Fame bound? Based on your numbers. Because you can make it eight years and be crap. But the only thing is, a lot of running backs don't make it that far because the amount of carries that they get, it, it really disrupts them. You saw with Zeke, when he rushed when he rushed for that career high and that rush um what the rushing his rushes went up. The following season he started to slow down. Same thing with Derrick Henry. He started to slow down. But he's still effective. He didn't have a dramatic drop off like Derek, I mean like uh Ezekiel Elliott. Because a lot of teams will run their running backs into the ground and not make it balance. See, that's why you got Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson, Emmett Smith, you know, and others that are very effective because they were on balanced offenses. Like, you had to have them, and then you had to have them be using the receiving game. That's what the NFL is projected to go into, a balanced offense. Some teams won't just have one running back. They'll have two. They have two receiving backs to split the carries. That's what you saw, you know, when Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. It was very effective. They both had a thousand. Well, they both had similar close to a thousand yards, and that's what you saw with um with Dallas. Both of the running backs were very effective. You know, even though Tony Pollard had more yards than Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott was very effective. Because he had a lot of rush touchdowns. Because between the 15-yard line and the goal line, that's where Zeke was effective at. And then look at Dalvin Cook. If it's not about the money, I don't think he's. Be, I would think he'll be traded, because he's been injured. But there's no, But then there are seasons where he's top ten rusher. He's a top ten rusher. Like when he plays, you know Minnesota's good. When he doesn't, they struggle. Like this year, they was clicking on all phases. The uh, the only thing that you know that held them back was their defense, and at some points, their quarterback. But Dalvin Cook, you know, some said he wanted to go to the Dolphins. Some say he wanted to go to the Jets. I don't know. I feel as though he'll find a team before uh, the season starts. Before preseason. I think people just wavering their options. Like, do we want to pay this man a lot of money and he's been injury prone? That's the issue that a lot of people don't understand. When you got a certain amount of injuries on your body and you ask it for top dollar, that don't go hand in hand. That kind of contradicts itself. So then they put you in the hold of like, uh, it's a gamble. Is if we take yo and he gets injured, we're going to be looking like chopped liver, looking around like, here we go again. But then you got, on the other hand, you got Joe Mixon. A lot of people are putting him down because he's not asking for top dollar. 
And I said this before, and a lot of people might not know this. Joe Burrow asked, could he give some of his money away so they can keep the receiving core intact? Because like I tell everybody, they have four number one receivers. Four. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. I mean, I'm sorry, they got three. Three number one receivers. Three of them. On any team, they can be number one. There was a point in time Tyler Boyd was one of the best receivers on that team. Then Jamar Chase came. Then T. Higgins came. So they're a team that's constructed. They're trying to win the Super Bowl. So they're investing in players. They just got Orlando Brown. I mean, you're trying to protect Joe Burrow. Then on top of that, um, Tyler Boyd took a pay cut because the GM said, look, we're trying to get something that we haven't gotten in a while. You want to be a part of that? Take this pay cut. If not, hey, man, I understand. He talked to Joe. Joe talked to uh, Tyler. They got it together. Joe Mixon on the same page. He said, why would he go anywhere else? Anywhere else. He's one of the best running backs in the league. The second best running back in the AFC. So I don't see why we should go. And you're on the one of the best teams in, you know, in the AFC. In the top five offense. Well, I mean, top ten offense. And one of the toughest divisions in the world, most competitive divisions in the world. And you got one of the best quarterbacks in the league, a top five quarterback. And where 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 else would you want to be? Come on now, man. You went to the Super Bowl. You went to the you want you went to the Super Bowl. You won an AFC championship game. You've been to the AFC championship game multiple times. You've been to multiple Pro Bowls. Like, you've been in the conversation as an all-pro. Like, you've been a 1,000-yard rusher multiple times. Why go anywhere else? Why disrupt that chemistry? A lot of people say, well, he need to get his money, man. Max out. No, sometimes it's not always about the money. The money will come. Sometimes a person cares about their legacy and how they looked at. Like Ray Lewis said, Ray Lewis could have went anywhere. Anywhere when he stayed with the Ravens. Because legacy lasts longer than money. Legacy lasts longer than money. A lot of people don't understand that. In the NFL, you get a little bit of guaranteed money. You play your cards right. People gonna throw money at your direction any way, form, or fashion. Like Patrick Mahomes, like uh, Jalen Hurts, like Justin Herbert, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, at a point in time, J.J. Watt. You notice I named these guys because when their contract came up, there was no question they was gonna get paid. No question. The only question was how much? How much? 
And a lot of people say, well, why they pay this person so much money than this person? Well, let's look at what they've done. Look at their resume. If they outperform their contract, they're going to get that money. That Prescott, he outperformed his contract. Jalen Hurts outperformed his contract. Justin Herbert outperformed his contract. Patrick Mahomes way outperformed his contract. Derrick Henry started out slow, eventually outperformed his contract. Odell outperformed his contract when he was on the Giants. Way outperformed it. When you outperform your contract, you get rewarded. Legacy lasts longer than money. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. And I need y'all to really, really, really pay attention to that. Legacy lasts longer than money.